0: Peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Our text today is going to be taken from the reading we heard in 2 Corinthians. You may be seated. We begin with the word of prayer. Almighty Father, you are the giver of all good gifts. You have given us your Son, Jesus Christ, for our salvation. You have given us your Holy Spirit to sustain us into everlasting life. And Lord, you have given us even the smallest things our daily bread and everything we need for life in this world. And today, Lord, we come before you to say thanks, to rejoice and praise over all the blessings that you shower upon us. Now, Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we have made it. We have come to the end of our rooted and growing stewardship series which we have been working through here at Community over the last two months. Now, just to bring you up to speed, in case you weren't aware, uh, we are uh, doing this stewardship campaign because we need to work here at the congregation uh, to help pay down our mortgage. And so we've had this campaign to to remind you that we need the congregation's help so we can continue uh, to pay down our mortgage while at the same time Carrying on the normal ministries here of the church and we uh, just before we get into the sermon here I just want to make sure I say thank you for all the work all the commitment, So many people so many hours so much time and every single one of you in one way or another Has contributed to this campaign and in one way or another are helping us as a congregation to uh, To pay down the mortgage and to support the ministry here at community So from the bottom of my heart and from, I know, Pastor Matt's heart and the whole staff, thank you for everything you have done. Now, I do want to say that this whole campaign has afforded us a wonderful opportunity to ask ourselves the question, who are we as Community Lutheran Church? Who has God called us as a congregation to be? And throughout this series, we have talked about what it means for us then To be the people of God at community who are rooted in the word and work of God, which brings forth all kinds of growth in our lives. We talked about how gracious our God is and how he is the God who gives, as Rachel said so wonderfully in the children's message today. Our God is a giver. And he has given us everything we need for life and salvation. He gives us everything we need as our creator. We talked about how Jesus also comes as a gift to us to be our redeemer. To set us free from sin, death, and hell. And then God gives us his Holy Spirit who sustains us into everlasting life. Our lives as the congregation, that community, and as his disciples are rooted in that work of God. And that work then begins to produce fruit in our lives. It brings forth growth. That's why the rooted and growing language is what we use. It produces fruit in in our vocations, in our relationships, in our homes and workplaces. It, It produces fruit in our life here in the congregation, and it produces fruit as we go forth from this place to bring the good news of Jesus Christ to the world around us. And in all of this, God is at work for the sake of Community Lutheran Church. And so today, we celebrate. We give thanks to God for that. We have one service. We're meeting at the same time here as they're meeting over in San Marcos. After our service is over, uh, we're going to have a prayer on a Zoom meeting here in the sanctuary with the saints over in San Marcos, and then we're going to eat. We're going to have a party. There's going to be a great big meal afterwards, and I hope you will stick around and join us for that. We are going to celebrate and give thanks, and it's an appropriate week to do this. After all, it's Thanksgiving this week. so It's a very nice theme for us here. As we conclude our series, but as we have done throughout the entire series, uh, we're going to begin the sermon today by looking at our theme verse and we're going to read it here together. This is the last week we're going to do it. The theme verse, Colossians 2, 6 and 7. So if I could get that on the screen at this time, please. It's not on the screen, is it? (laughs) All right. Well, in that case, uh, you all should have memorized it by now, so say it with me. One of you tried. That was really nice. Okay, here we go. 2 Corinthians, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Colossians 2, 6, and 7. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. And that's what we're looking at here today. That last line, abounding in thanksgiving. And what you need to understand is that when you give to the church, when you give to the work of the Lord, when you take your tithes and your offerings and you give to the church or or any ministry, you are doing so from a position of giving thanks. It's a thankful position you are in. And that's a very important thing for you to think about. Because we need to understand that when we do this, the New Testament will often talk about such giving as a sacrifice of praise. But we need to be clear: the nature of that sacrifice. It's not the sort of sacrifice you read about in the Old Testament, where they they would slaughter an animal, and the death of that animal would sort of prefigure the death of Christ, where He comes to atone for our sins. It's not the sort of sacrifice where uh, our sins are being paid for, or something like this. And it's certainly not a sacrifice that we make to earn God's favor uh, to be more pleasing to Him. We're not giving to the church so that god will give us more blessings uh, sort of in our personal lives or something like this we're not giving to get something that's not the way it works it's not that sort of sacrifice after all we can't really give anything to god what does what do we have that he needs god is the one who gives us all good things as we've said already the book of james says our father is the uh all good gifts come from the father of heavenly lights He's the giver to us. And all that we have, he has given to us by his grace, whether it is our daily bread or our eternal hope. He gets all the credit for it. He has given you everything you have. He has given you everything you need. He has given you himself completely. And because of this, we have nothing left but to say thank you, to give him praise, to glorify his name. So that, again, that whenever the church gives to the mission or the ministry of the church, we are doing so not asking God for anything, but thanking Him for all that He has done for us. Our giving is a form of thanksgiving. And it's this form of thanksgiving that we can carry out cheerfully. As we heard from 2 Corinthians today, God loves a cheerful giver. That's an interesting verse. In fact, these verses from 2 Corinthians, the way they start off today... I got to be honest with you, when I read through these passages, there's few passages in the Bible that make me as nervous (laughs) as these verses from 2 Corinthians. The context of that letter is this, and if you've been following us in the morning devotions, you may be aware of this already, but the context of the letter is this. Paul has a very um, interesting relationship with the church in Corinth, and he writes them a number of letters, uh, but he has written to them and talked with them about supporting the ministry of the apostles and really financially supporting the church in Jerusalem. And the Corinthians have committed to it. They got their commitment card and they turned it into St. Paul and they said, this is what we will do, this is what we will give. They didn't really have commitment cards, that was just a connection for you, never mind. Uh, But they told Paul, this is what we're going to give. Well, the arrival of the letter Second 2 Corinthians comes with the people who have come to say to the Corinthians, "Uh, we're here to collect. You said you would give, we believed you, and so now we are here uh, to receive the commitments that you have made but then Paul in having written this letter says these words and this is the part that makes me uncomfortable in the conversation this is what Paul says: the point is this whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully each one must give, give as he has made up his mind not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver whoever sows sparingly will read sparingly. This doesn't, this doesn't sound very much like the gospel uh, at all, actually. This is, this is a challenging text. And there's a number of things in the text that, to me, are, are challenging. First, the whole thing about a cheerful giver. Uh, God loves it when we give from our hearts, and that's good. And, and you know, we're, we're passionate about it. We give to the things we love, and this is great. But I've got to be honest with you. It's not always that easy to just cheerfully give. Sometimes you want to cheerfully hold on to that stuff. You know, God loves a cheerful keeper too, right? No, that's what it says. Sometimes we like to just keep these things for ourselves. Giving is not always that cheerful. And listen, if you're not cheerful in your giving, do it anyways. We're fine with it. Now, <laughs> now we're all uncomfortable. Uh, but the other part here that also makes me uncomfortable is this. Whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. And this is, uh, this is the one where you go, Paul, do you know what will happen if the TV preachers get their hands on that one? It'll be something like this. You give $500 and who knows the number of blessings God will pour out upon you. You give $500 and God will give you everything your heart desires. New cars, new jobs, more money, more friends. It's God's Powerball lottery, friends. You give $2, you get a billion back. This is the way it works. And then you're like, well, if that's how it is, yeah, I'm a very cheerful giver. Let's do that. But that's not exactly what he's getting at here today, is it? And actually, I think the more we dig into Paul's language and the metaphor he uses here of sowing and reaping, the more we see just how wonderful these passages are and how they really do help us to give in a very cheerful manner. Paul uses this metaphor of of, of sowing. It's a farming or, or a gardening kind of metaphor where he talks about planting a seed in the ground and then the growth coming forth. It's a very appropriate text for our Rooted and Growing campaign. Think about how it works when you plant a little seed in the ground. Let's say you want to grow tomatoes, so you get tomato seeds, and you plant these tomato seeds in the ground. You plant one tomato seed, and you get one tomato stock, and then you get fruit from that one little seed. You plant a bunch of tomato seeds, and you get a lot more tomatoes. One seed, a few tomatoes, a lot of seeds, a lot more tomatoes. This is the way it works. If you have gardened then, you know the joy of this sort of thing. You know how fun it is to see that little thing become something so great. You know how wonderful it is to put that small thing in the ground and then have wonderful food to eat afterwards. This, is, this actually makes it a joy to put the seed in the ground. You're not holding on to it, hoping that you can, it'll you know, give you some other benefit. The point of the seed is to put it in the ground so that it can grow. This is how it works with our gifts. We put a little bit into the ground, and then the Lord takes it and causes it to grow. I mean, if you really think about gardening and farming and anything like this, God uses us and we participate in the process, which is a gift of his grace. But who brings forth the growth? Well, it's it's God. He's the one who's designed the world to work this way. He's the one who has the nutrients there in the ground. He's the one who gives the sunshine. He's the one who gives the weather that is necessary. He is the one who brings forth the fruit. All good gifts, even the tomatoes, come from the Father of heavenly life. See, this is the way God works. He is giving constantly. The, the, The whole nature of our god is just to give himself graciously and even when we give a little thing to his work he takes it and uses it to make it uh, an abundant gift he gives more with the little things that we do paul writes it this way as it is written he has distributed freely he has given to the poor and his righteousness endures forever He who supplies the seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. In other words, he will take this little thing, this little seed that you give, and he's going to cause it to bring forth all kinds of tomatoes for people to enjoy. Think of this in the reading we heard from the gospel today. You'll notice if you were paying attention uh, that Jesus in this uh, account fed 4,000 people with seven loaves of bread and a few fish. And now somebody may have thought, wait a minute, I thought it was 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. Which one is it? It's Both. Both happen in the Bible. What's interesting here is that when he feeds the 4,000, he's doing so in Gentile territory. And this comes after he has fed the 5,000 in Jewish territory. And what you see here is that our God works graciously for all his people in the same way. You show up with a little bit of bread, you show up with just a few fishes, and what is he going to do? He's going to feed thousands. And he continues to work like that with us today. It is the joy of our God who abounds in mercy and love to cheerfully give us all good things. It is his joy and his delight to take our little offerings or our big offerings, but to take these sort of feeble, small, weak offerings and to turn them into amazing blessings for other people to enjoy. When we give to the church, God takes these offerings and He turns them into these wonderful blessings for the entire congregation to enjoy. This is why Paul says this in 2 Corinthians You will be enriched in every way for all your generosity, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. I am convinced that at Community Lutheran Church, for over 30 years, we have known what it means to have this abundance of thanksgiving we know what it is to supply the needs of the saints and to have our thanksgivings overflow to god i was was telling somebody maybe i've mentioned this already in the series i can't remember maybe it was in the morning devotion but i was saying you know it's one of those things where i hear a lot of my fellow pastors talk about how they have to do stewardship sermons every year because the congregation, they, they struggle to give, they don't know exactly what to do, and so they've, they've got to put a lot of work into this. And I realized here at Community, it's strange to talk to the church about giving because it's not like it's something we don't do already. You guys are an incredibly generous congregation. Again, I mean, just thinking about the announcements this morning, we don't have to like, plead with anybody, please bring more Thanksgiving stuff. We're now saying, hey guys, too much Thanksgiving stuff, we're good, all right? The congregation, you guys love to give. You love, because I think you love to see what happens when you give to the work of God and then what God does with that gift. Like, it becomes fun. You're like, all right, I'm going to give this and I'm going to see what God does at our church with the gift that I have. And we start to see the fruit of this thing and it just becomes delightful. Think about this. We're a congregation who has given so that we can have two locations. One in Escondido and one in San Marcos. Before... Uh, The community was in san marcos there was no real strong lutheran presence in that city but now because you have decided to give a little bit of a gift to the church we are able to have a place a church in two locations that we know for certain the gospel of jesus christ is faithfully being proclaimed in san marcos god takes that little gift and gives us a building and an outreach to an entirely new community Because we have these little gifts, we are able to have buildings in two places where, like on Tuesday nights in San Marcos, we have people gathering together for multiple Bible studies. We have this place in Escondido where people are gathering on Wednesday mornings for Bible studies, Wednesday night for choir. Wednesday we've got kids in in God squad in confirmation learning the word of God because God took that little gift you gave and began to produce fruit. Think about all the care that we see taking place in this church right now. We have the Thanksgiving baskets, Operation Christmas Child, Community Christmas, the the theater, choir, choir concerts, mission trips, uh, the preschool we have here to serve the community. All of this because you give to the church. We're able to have these ministries. And in the midst of all of this, God produces even more fruit as he creates relationships and friendships within this community so that we have people surrounding us to pray for us people we can pray for, people who can help us in our time of need, people whom we can help in our time of need. We have this building where we have baptisms, where we have uh, uh, weddings, where we have funerals, where we have more opportunities to preach the word of God to all kinds of people. Finally, we have this place to gather around this altar where bread and wine are given to us that contain the second person of the triune God in body and blood to forgive your sins to take that little piece of bread and that little sip of wine and produce all kinds of food in your life. We give this little bit, and suddenly it becomes fun. You become a cheerful giver, seeing all the things that God is able to do with the gift that you have given. What else can we do at this point but give thanks? After our service today, uh, Jeff Peterson is going to come up, and he's going to share with you all uh, the results of our campaign. So I'm not going to do that all right now. Uh, But I'm going to tell you what, it is going to be a cause for us to rejoice. And not just because we have a church full of cheerful givers, which we do, but because we are excited to see what our God will do with the gifts that he has given to us and through us. What do we expect from this God? Our God is a giver. Our God is the one who has given you life. Our God is the one who has given his son, Jesus, to die for you. Our God is the one who daily and richly gives you the forgiveness of your sins. Our God is the one who has given you his Holy Spirit to sustain you with the promise that he will raise you to everlasting life. With this sort of God doing these such incredible things with us, how can we we not but rejoice give thanks to this god who graciously gives us all good things amen let's pray almighty father we give you thanks lord for this church i give you thanks O lord for the generous hearts you have placed in each of the members of this congregation lord it is a reflection of your generosity towards us for you have given us all good things through your son jesus christ teach us O god to rejoice in the gifts that we receive and to be generous with others they too might enjoy your bountiful goodness we ask all this for christ's sake amen having heard